Okay, welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of NPL Legal Dish. It was busy. Okay, Oben. Um, this is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Um, if you're wondering who I am, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. Things like, uh, registering with the state, making sure you have EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, getting your contracts um, together. Oh, good. You had a nice, relaxed weekend. Getting your contracts together. Basic brand protection strategies. Hiring policies. I help you do all of those foundational things for your business that help you to hit these business streets with confidence. Okay. Um, you know, not everybody wants to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of people, you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful, there's just some things that you need to know. So that's why I'm here. Okay. So if you would like to, uh, get in contact with me so that I can help you get your business off the ground. And I have been getting lots of calls from you guys lately. Y'all are on the ball. Y'all about to be some millionaires out here. Um, I want you to go to Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. And book yourself a free 15-minute consultation uh, if you're a first-time client. Uh, you can also download my free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. Um, and as well, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel and my podcast where you can find back episodes of this show, uh, both in visual and audio format. Uh, and also at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, you will find a large array of my digital products. Um, if you want to see my full range of digital products, I do have an e-store. Um, it is gumroad.com forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Y'all know I'm a big nerd. I write ebooks and do video trainings on a multitude of things. Um, and I can't put them all in my link tree, but they are in my e-store. So you can go to gumroad.com forward slash NPL consulting firm and go see those. Okay. So that is enough about, uh, NPL consulting. Let's talk about the show NPL legal dish. Okay. So just in case there are new people who watch this after, cause I know everybody watching right now, you know, y'all are veterans. Um, the way that the show works is I pull stories from the news stories that you guys send me. Hi, Miss Crystal 520 stories, um, that, uh, stories that I see on blog sites and I pull the ones that have business lessons that we can learn as entrepreneurs and we discuss them, okay? So this is a time for us all to get involved. Don't be shy. Ask your questions. Give your comments as long as they're respectful, okay? This is a time for us to learn together, all right? Um, yes. So very, we have three stories tonight to cover and they're very exciting. But very quickly, before we even go into the stories, um, can y'all show me who, uh, by a, a, a vote or whatever, is anybody here watching P Valley? If somebody here is watching P Valley, please put, um, a high heel in the comments. If you are currently watching P Valley with Keyshawn, Mississippi, uh, Mercedes, Uncle Clifford, Gidget, all them people. Hey, Nessie time. If you are watching P Valley, give me a high heel emoji. Give me one of them high heel shoes. Okay. Now, if you're not watching P Valley, P Valley is a series on stars. Um, and it, uh, the premise of the show is it's about a, a group of women, um, and a non-binary person who, you know, work and run a, a gentleman's club in a small town in Mississippi. Um, you know, and there's a whole bunch of things surrounding that. Now, there is a particular scene that I saw last week on an episode that I thought was very interesting. So is anybody here watching P-Valley? 
because I haven't seen any, any high heels yet, okay? So I'm going to assume that you guys aren't watching. Anyway, in this, uh, there's a scene in this show where a gentleman is uh, forced to sign a contract uh, while a man is holding a shotgun to his face, right? And last week we talked about being, uh, you know, what it takes to be, um, le- to, to be able to sign a contract. We said that there are very, that there are different criteria for a signed contract to be valid, right? And again, I'm telling you that this man, he was forced to sign a contract with a gun in his face. Now, do we think in the real world forcing a person to sign a contract with a gun in their face. Is that a legally enforceable contract? Just give me a quick yes or no. I want to get a temperature check on the room right now. If somebody holds a gun to your face and says, sign me this contract, sign this deed over to your house, sign this, is that a legally enforceable contract? That's right, messy time. One of the qualifications, thank you, Obed, one of the qualifications for a contract to be valid is that all parties involved are signing a contract of their own free will, that they are not under the influence of drugs or alcohol, that they are mentally stable, that they are of age. You cannot hold a gun to someone's face and have them sign a contract and think that that's going to hold up in a court of law, okay? But I just wanted to bring that up and, and show how, you know, art imitates life and all that. But let's get to the meat of what we are talking about today, okay? Do we have any makeup girls watching? Are any of my girls here into makeup? Like Huda Beauty, Fenty, um, any, any, any beauty gurus here? Hey, Black Georgia Peach. Oh, that's, um, A.B. Jackson. How you doing, hon? Um, any girls here into makeup? Hey, I'm the poppy. If you are into makeup, give me that lipstick emoji, Okay. All right, so you guys know that I we've been talking about this story over a course of months. Um, there is a skincare and makeup company by the name of Glossier, right? And they have been trying to get their pink bubble wrap pouch trademarked by the United States Patent and Trade Office. They're like, hey, we want this pouch to be the symbol of our company, right? And we talked about how they had been fighting with the USPTO because the USPTO was like, girl, this is bubble wrap. What are you talking about? Um, And Glossier, they have had to argue back and forth with the USPTO as to why they should be able to trademark High Silent Force, this, uh, this, this pink bubble wrap pouch. Well, I'm here to let you know that Glossier has actually been successful in trademarking this pink bubble wrap pouch. Not because it's a pink bubble wrap pouch, hey, 76 Grim K, but because of the color. Remember, we, you, are, you can trademark a color in your industry, right? Like Tiffany Blue, the Starbucks Green, Gap Blue, uh, T-Mobile's Pink. All of those companies, they have specific shades that, that are attributed to their companies. You cannot use that color if you are in their industry, right? Glossier has managed to trademark a particular shade of pink for their packaging, and this represents their business. Now, let me give you a little background on Glossier if you don't know. Hi, Lil said 82. If you don't know uh, what they... Um, you know, who they are. Glossier has actually been around for a while. Their company is valued at about $1.2 billion. Um, they have uh, been using this pink pouch for about five years. They've also had third-party articles. So independent, you know, independent, um, 
independent media have written about their packaging. So when, when they submitted all this to the USPTO, basically they were like, hey, USPTO, I know you have a problem with us trying to trademark this pink pouch, but let me show you how people, you know, they associate this pink pouch with our business. Look at the articles that people have written. Look at how much money we are making as a business. People know us and they know this pink pouch. So Glossier has been having this argument with the USPTO, I want to say for a little over a year, and they have finally won their their trademark for the color pink for this particular pouch for their subscription skincare makeup uh, service right so I want to hear from you guys particularly those who are into skincare and makeup what do you think about this decision to allow glossier to trademark the color pink for their packaging when they send out their products. Do you know of any other cosmetics or skincare companies that use, you know, a pink bubble wrap pouch to deliver their goods to to you? And this is specifically for my makeup girls. You know, I know how I put a little paint on my face, but I'm not into makeup like that, like that. But for those of you that are, you know, let me know. Do you associate the pink pouch with Glossier? I actually texted my sister earlier today because my sister is a makeup artist um, and she's really into skincare. And I texted her, I asked her if she knew what company, um, what company used the pink pouch. And she couldn't even tell me. She still hasn't answered me back. Um, so... I don't know if it's an industry thing, but Glossier has totally been successful in trademarking the color pink. So why did we pick this story? One, to let you know that you can trademark a color for your industry. You don't think it was a good idea, 76 Grim K? Let me, tell me, tell me why you don't. Why don't you think it was a good idea? Why, uh, why don't you think it was a good decision? Um... Yes, I was, yes. So the reason why I brought this story up is one, I wanted to remind you guys that you can trademark a color in your industry. And two, to let you know that just because the USPTO initially says, hey girl, I don't think we want to trademark this, that doesn't mean you have to take it lying down. You can uh, appeal, you can, or you can send in more specimens and show the USPTO, or basically argue back and forth with them to try and and win your trademark. Their, their initial refusal is not the last step when you are in the process of getting trademarked for your business, okay? So, good luck to uh, Glossier. Hey, Margaret, how you doing, girl? You just missed our story on Glossier, but that's okay. You can watch the replay um, when we're done, all right? Um, oh, 76 Grim K said, no, I think it was a good idea. I'm not a big makeup person. Right. I mean, I, I can't even remember the last time I put on some makeup, particularly now. I think I've put on makeup like once during the pandemic for a virtual conference that I was doing, but <laughs> your girl has not put any paint on her face to go outside. <laughs> All right. But for those who are into makeup and skincare, um, you might want to look into Glossier. Uh, I've heard some good things about them. I've heard good reviews about them, you know, and now they've got that cute pink pouch that's, you know, distinctly them. Go check them out, okay? All right. Next story that we are moving on to. Um, now I know that a lot of us have not been in the gym for a while because the gym has been closed, right? But for those of us who have been, who, who you know, went to the gym prior to everything closing down. Do you ever remember your gym having like these discs that you could use for core work? You know, you kind of put your feet on the disc and you slide them across the floor. High sharp shoot media. 
Um, and they, they'll say gliding on them. You know, you use them for like, I don't know, leg lunges or whatever. Um, does that, does anybody remember seeing some type of gliding discs at their gym prior to all of the gyms closing down? Hi, Charlize 0716. Um, doesn't matter if you don't, cause I, I, I don't remember seeing them at my gym, but whatever. Okay. And, oh, um, 76 Grim case said we use them at MD parks and recreation. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So 76 Grim K, do you know what company makes these gliding fitness discs? Do you know what company, um, manufactures them? Do you know the name of the company? Let me know. I don't know you work at MD parks and rec. Girl, I need you to slide me a key to the pool before it gets too cold. <laughs> um, all right. So for the, if you don't know, um, there is a company called Savvier Fitness, right? And they designed these gliding fitness discs. Um, they say that you can use them for yoga, Pilates, and core focused exercises, right? Um, these discs, they come in packs of 25 and they're usually sold to gyms. They go for about $230 a pack, right? Um, oh, I don't know the company. No, I just, oh, you just work out there. Well, girl, still slide me in, sneak me in. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so they may, they designed these fitness discs, right? And in, 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 um, in securing this design, they got a trademark, for what they call the discs. These are called gliding fitness discs. So they have a trademark on the word gliding for these fitness discs. It, if you actually look at the discs, it will say gliding on it. If you go and look at my stories, I had asked, uh, I, I ran a poll on it yesterday um, and the results are in there and you'll see what the discs look like, right? Now, how many of y'all know Target? If you know Target, give me the Target emoji. I should see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Target emojis. We all know Target, okay? If you have ever sniffed, been near, driven past, been in a Target, I want to see your Target emojis, okay? Let me see the Target emojis, uh, because <clears throat> Target is in a little bit of trouble. Uh, now, we know Target is the place that we go basically for everything, right? Groceries, clothes, furniture, fitness equipment, whatever. So, and Target has their own lines for, for, you know, their store brand versions of these uh, products. Thank you for the Target, Margaret Massey. Um, especially workout, Target has, has their own, um, you know, has their own line of workout equipment. I believe the name of the line is All In Motion. Here is the problem. Target has recently begun selling gliding core discs. Uh, oh, uh, you want, okay, if you want to give me a T, give me a T. Um, I said a Target emoji, but if you want to give me a T, give me a T. Um, so Target, within their all-in-motion line, they have come out with these gliding core discs. And again, these um, core discs, th these gliding core discs, thank you, Charlize, are meant for core exercises, right? Remember, save your fitness. Their gliding fitness discs are also meant for core exercises, yoga, and Pilates. So Target is now marketing these gliding core discs. Here, how, who can tell me what the problem is here? We know that Target's 
fitness line is called All in Motion. But where is the problem with Target's gliding core discs? Remember what we just said about Savior Fitness. What do you think Savior Fitness's problem is with Target's gliding core discs? Because I know y'all sharp. Y'all listen. Let me know. What do you think the problem was? Come on, y'all. I know Monica and Brandy is out there, but look, we, we got to get through this. We got to get this information, right? Okay. Um, I'm going to give y'all like eight more seconds because I don't want there to be too much silence. Yes, Margaret. Margaret is always on point, y'all. She don't miss a beat. Yes, the gliding word. Absolutely. Savior Fitness has a trademark on the word gliding for their fitness discs. Therefore, Target, in using the word gliding in Hey Shabnam, in, uh, in the name of their core disc, that is violating Savior Fitness's trademark. So Savior Fitness has rightfully filed a trademark infringement suit against Target, right? Or at least in my opinion. Um, that's what I, th I think it's totally, it totally makes sense for Savior Fitness to, um, to, to accuse Target of trademark infringement. They got the trademark for the word, word gliding. They have contracts with fitness, uh, institutions where they sell these gliding discs in packs of 25. They're not out here just, you know, a fly by night. And for Target to come here and basically just, you know, throw it in their face and start selling you their own gliding core discs when you know that there is a company that makes pretty much the exact same product and put the same name on it, there could be brand confusion out in the marketplace. Do we agree? Yes or no? I know me and Margaret is right here, but I, there is always room for a difference of opinion. Do you think that Savior Fitness is doing the right thing by going after Target for trademark infringement for using the word gliding for their core discs? All right, you do? Okay, thank you, Nessie Time. I think this is, yes, okay, so we all on the same page, all right. And this is not the first time that Target has been in trouble for this. We have talked on this show in particular about Target being sued for trademark infringement, be it for clothing lines, for, for products, things like that. This is a problem that is rampant in all aspects of business. This is why it's very important that you protect your brand, particularly if you are in the beginning phases. I tell you this not because I want to scare you, but because it is real. Big companies are looking for smaller companies to steal from. They know that most likely you don't have your paperwork in order. So if they do steal from you, it's going to be an uphill battle to get them to do the right thing. So that's why if you protect yourself early, you can cut off a lot of BS right in the beginning, okay? So Savior Fitness, they got their trademark for gliding and they're going after Target. And I'm pretty sure they're going to get um, what they want. Um... So, but yeah, so good luck to Savior Fitness. Oh, okay, we're making good time, all right? So before we move on to, so do we all understand that story? Do we understand why Savior Fitness is right for doing this? If you ever suspect someone is using your trademark, your copyright, your intellectual property, it is your duty to uh, to bring it to the um, to someone's attention, to a legal authority's attention, because what you don't want 
is to leave it alone and then your trademark becomes generic and it loses its power. If you don't fight somebody using your trademark, you can lose access to that trademark because it can become generic, okay? So Savior Fitness is absolutely doing the right thing in protecting their brand from Target, all right? Okay. Uh, we're moving on to our final story of the evening. I want to remind you guys that you are watching MPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in the startup phase of your business or if you are just kind of have a business idea rattling around in your brain, you don't know how to get it out on the paper, that's what I do, okay? I help you get your business life together. Why? I'm a licensed attorney, having one for 14 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Like I said at the beginning, not everybody wants to go to law school, not everybody wants to go to business school, but a lot of you want to be in business and you need to know these concepts so you can be successful in business. Nobody wants IRS knocking on their door. Nobody wants their things to be repossessed. So that is why I am here to help you to keep your things. <laughs> okay. All right, so if you want to work with me, go to linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm and book your free 15-minute consultation today, okay? All right, we are moving on to our last story of the evening. All right, ha! Huh. One of our, uh, I'm going to call them a recurring cast member because they show up all the time. Um, Off-White, if you are familiar with the streetwear brand Off-White, Give me a, give me a O in the comments. Off-White, it is, um, it is a streetwear brand started by Virgil Abloh. I don't really know what Virgil does. Um, I guess he makes streetwear and, and, and files trademark applications. Um, but, um, I feel like Off-White is in our stories at least twice a month, right? Um, usually because they're trying to get something trademarked that is way simple. We've talked about them trying to trademark red zip ties. They've tried to trademark paperclip necklaces. They tried to trademark a, a bag with the name product bag on it. So Off-White is no stranger to the trademark process, right? Um, and this case is no different. So Off-White recently filed an intent to use application. So what does that mean? When you are filing a trademark, there are two types of applications that you can file. There is intent to use, meaning, hey, I want to file an application for this. I'm not using it yet, but I plan on using it. So here's my application. And then you have your, um, the, the name, uh, God, the name is slipping my mind right now. But then you have your application for if you're actually in the process of using the logo, the name, whatever, to represent your goods in the marketplace presently. If you are currently making money from what you're trying to trademark, that's another application that you file, right? So Off-White filed an intent to use application, meaning we have not done this yet. And they filed it for the phrase empty gallery. And empty is spelled E-M space P-T-Y and then gallery. And this, uh, this, this phrase, empty gallery, is supposed to be used on bags, totes, backpacks, and wallets, right? Um, so, as, as you do when you file a trademark application, this application was published for opposition. What does that mean to those who might be new? When you file a trademark, right, the, the attorney who gets it at the USPTO office, they publish it um, in a register so that 
if somebody has an issue with you trying to trademark whatever you're trying to trademark, they can, you know, basically speak now, forever, hold your peace. Think about a wedding when they say speak now, forever, hold your peace. That's what it means when a trademark application is published for opposition. You got about six months to step in there and say something, right? So when the application was filed, um, there was an opposition filed. There is a company called C1 Enterprises Limited, okay? Um, they are, they are a company based in Asia, but they have a, a subsidiary called Empty Gallery Limited, and it's a service mark. They have a pending application for the use of Empty Gallery on posters, music and gallery services. Um, they filed this application. Hey, TB Moore. They filed this application in November of 2017, in November of 2017, which is about a year before Off-White filed their application for Empty Gallery, right? Um, they said they have they started using Empty Gallery in 2016. They used it for gallery services, so if you wanted to rent out a space, uh, and for t-shirts and totes. Not only that, um, during some fashion shows, like the 2018 Armory Show and some other pretty big-name fashion shows, where over 60,000 people attended, they passed out, you know, promotional bags with the Empty Gallery trademark on it, or mark on it. So C1 Enterprises Limited is opposing Off-White's trademark application for Empty Gallery, right? Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that um, uh, Off-White is not going to get this trademark. We have to look at the classes where they have these trademarks filed. Remember, when you trademark something, you only trademark it in your industry. Think about Apple products, right? The Apple logo is trademarked in the technology industry. It's not trademarked in the hair industry, as, uh, as far as we know, by Apple, right? Um, and just because you have a trademark in one in one uh, category doesn't mean you have it in another. I, you know, can have, like, Monster, and let's take Monster Energy Drink. They like to sue a lot of people, right? But they are an energy drink company. If they're trying to sue a hair company for coming out with their own brand of, you know, I don't know, Monster Hair Tools, as long as they're not using Monster Energy's, you know, color scheme and things like that, there shouldn't be an issue because it's two different categories. There's no real room for confusion. So we have to look at the areas that Off-White and C1 Enterprises are trying to trademark Empty Gallery. Off-White wants it used on bags, totes, backpacks, and wallets. And C1 Enterprises is using Empty Gallery on gallery services, t-shirts, and totes. So if you are listening, where is the overlap between off-white and C1 Enterprises. Anybody here watching, let me know where there is possible overlap between C1 Enterprises and Off-White in trying to trademark Empty Gallery. Which item here is the overlapping item, if you were listening? I know Margaret's going to get it, because Margaret be having them sharp ears. Who else is going to get it? Yes, Nancy Time, t-shirts and totes, yes, okay. Mostly the totes, yes. So, absolutely, there is an overlap here between Off-White and C1 Enterprises for this totes. On top of the fact that Off-White has filed an, um, the bag, yes, 76th Grim K, thank you. On top of the fact, yes, Margaret, 
On top of the fact that Off-White has filed an intent to use application, meaning they have not, they're not in the process, they're not doing it right now. C1 Enterprises is currently using Empty Gallery for services, for t-shirts, for totes. So, I want to get a vote from you guys here. If you think Off-White will win this trademark battle, give me an O. If you think C1 Enterprises is going to win this trademark battle, give me a C for Empty Gallery. Okay? Let me know who you think is going to win. I'm going to tell you who I think is going to win. I honestly think C1 Enterprises is going to win because they have they filed their application first. They are actively using the mark. And, you know, and, um, yeah, and that's basically it. Thank you, 76, oh, 76 Grimkate thinks, um, Off-White will win. Nessie Time thinks, uh, C1 Enterprise will win. 76 Grimkate, why do you think Off-White will win? <coughs> you always bring a, a good perspective, 76 Grimkate. Why do you think Off-White will win this trademark, um, this trademark opposition? Obed thinks that, uh, C1 Enterprises is going to win. Okay, so we've got one, two, and me makes three for C1 Enterprises, but I want to know why, why Off-White might win. Give me an argument, 76 Grimkate, lay it out before the court of public opinion. <laughs> All right. Let's see how much time, oh, okay. Time flies. They have more money. They have more money. Well, we don't know how much money um, C1 Enterprises had. If you, if you got money to run a, a gallery, and they're also based in Asia, and this is a subsidiary, they're empty gallery services. This is a subsidiary of the company. So the company doesn't just do gallery services. They have a whole host of products and services that they do. So it may not be an issue of money necessarily. Um, also, in the article that I wrote, they were basically saying, uh, uh, it seems like Off-White's strategy is to try and trademark everything possible and see what sticks. What do you think about that, uh, that opinion? Do you think that that is a valid opinion of Off-White? Because we have talked about them trying to trademark zip ties on shoes, paperclip necklaces, bags that say product bag on them. They're trying to trademark empty gallery. You know, they have the shoes where they have the quote, they're trying to trademark quotation marks on clothing and shoes. Um, Margaret Massey said they may win but can't do tough. Yes, there can be a carve out. There are times where companies will have, you know, competing trademarks that are similar and, you know, there's no, they don't necessarily want to give it up. So they come to a, they come to an agreement that, hey, you stay on your side, I'll stay on my side and never the twain shall meet, right? So there could be an agreement between the both of them that they don't use it on tote bags. That is a very, very, um, that, that is a very likely outcome. That is awesome. Okay. All right. So those were the stories that I had for you tonight. We have plenty more for the rest of the week. Um, we're actually a little bit over time. So do, do we want Q and a right now? If you guys have questions, I will stay on a little longer. If not, we will close out. But if you have questions, give me some question mark emojis and we can go into it. Otherwise I'm going to start my closeout. Okay. Well, I'll start my closeout and let y'all decide if we're going to go into Q and a, uh, for those of you who may have popped in for the first time, welcome. Don't be a stranger. Come back tomorrow. We'll be back here at 8 PM Eastern standard time talking more, you know, legal tea with your favorite celebrities. Um, Make sure that you go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm and check out everything that is going on at NPL Consulting LLC. Uh, what else did I want to tell you? 
Did I have anything else to tell you? No. Uh, I think those are all my uh, announcements for the night. Um, oh, thank you, 76 Grimgage. You said it's always informative and fun. I try. I really try because I know these concerts, they can seem dry. They can seem boring. So I try to, you know, I try to put a little stank on it. Okay. Margaret Massey said no questions. Okay. Well, if we have no questions, I will leave you guys here. Have a wonderful evening. Take care of yourselves. Uh, wear your mask, wash your hands, social distance, um, and I will talk to you tomorrow, okay? Bye-bye.